Thank you for listening to this episode of Lunch Pail Guys. Episodes are released weekly, and you can always check the description for timestamps of topics that you might want to follow. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please leave a five-star review on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at lunchpailguys underscore, and subscribe to be notified of new episodes in the future. Welcome back to the Lunch Pail Guys podcast. Today, we're going to be doing our NFL Mock Draft 2.0. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to get started with some news we missed. We're here with all normal crew this week. Jared, Bart, Wyatt, um, and Aiden. Jared's back from vacation. Um, we're going to get started talking about uh, the playing game. So, in the first 7-8 uh, playing game, the Minnesota Timberwolves took down the Clippers, despite Carl Anthony Towns' struggles. And they went wild with their win. Bart, as a resident Wolves fan, uh, what do you have to say about the game? About the game or about the celebration? I think, I mean, the game was tense. I thought they would blow it like Wolves teams usually do. But they actually came back. I was I was quite happy with that. Yeah, I thought it was a good game. And they took the first game against Memphis in their playoff series, too. So things are looking good in Minnesota. Let's go Wolves. Um, and so the club, I know. Tickets to the Exciting. parade on sale now. <laughs> I, I, have, uh, I, I texted our group chat. I think the Wolves can beat the Grizzlies before that first game even started. So let that be the record that when it when it goes well, I was correct. Um, <laughs> but the Clippers then lost that game to the Wolves. They came up against the Pelicans for the eight seed, and the Pelicans beat the Clippers um, to go as the eight seed against the Suns. Um, on the East side of things, in the seven eight game, the Nets took down the Cavs. Um, and then the Cavs played the Hawks for the eighth seed, and the Hawks won um, and got to face the Heat um, in the first round. So a pretty big collapse from the Cavs this year, who were, were at points like midway through the season, like second in the East. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I really like them, though they're obviously very young, and this isn't like the end, but still, yeah. But yeah, very likable team. Um, and more NBA news: uh, Jay Crowder is the first player in NBA history to have 1.1 rebound, one assist, and one block in a game. I saw that. Fun little stat. Um, Marcus Smart took home defensive player of the year uh, against many of our wishes. Um, what was wrong with that? What was wrong with it? I don't know. It's, like, it's the classic like best player on the best defensive team, even though he himself was not that overall impressive this year. He's obviously a good defender. Just yeah, it, it didn't feel like when you look at his numbers, like he's really the best of the best. Yeah, so I don't know. So. We'll see, but we'll more NBA uh, talk in our other episode later this week. You can stay tuned for that. But we're gonna move into some other news we missed. Uh, Jackie Robinson Day uh, was this past week. Um, one of the coolest traditions where all the players were number forty-two. Um, in some non-NFL football news, the USFL kicked off its inaugural season this past weekend <laughs> on the networks of NBC and Fox and actually got some not-too-bad ratings. The opening that game had almost 4.5 million viewers. Oh. Um, and uh, all the games are being played in Birmingham, Alabama this year because they don't have, like, permanent... Even though they're like there's, like, the Philadelphia Stars and the New Orleans Breakers or whatever, they don't have, like, permanent stadiums for them, so they're playing all the games pretty much in Birmingham this year, which is interesting. <laughs> Um, 
In other non-NFL football news, JT Daniels, former Georgia quarterback and USC quarterback before that, made his third, made his second transfer his college career and transferred to West Virginia. Um, and Coach O visited Notre Dame and said <laughs> Notre Dame was going to win the national championship this year. So, any thoughts on he that? He didn't say this year, didn't he? He said, I don't know when it's going to be, right? Yeah. Oh, I thought he did say this year. Apologies. Why was he there also? Why was he there? <laughs> they paid him. I just, he was trying to get his son's like coaching jobs, I think. Oh, okay. Or that's oh. what I heard. I heard that he was he brought his sons who were interested in coaching, so it seems like it was a networking thing. So I'm not sure if <laughs> yeah. Coach O really, you know, meant that. Um, but anyway. But who knows? Uh, we'll see. And then some NFL football news. Um, Denzel Ward signed a five-year, $100 million extension with the Cleveland Browns, making him the highest-paid cornerback in the NFL. So, pretty exciting stuff. Um, but we're going to get into the main thrust of our show, which is all NFL-related. If you know, about a month ago, we did our NFL Mock Draft 1.0. Since, things, since then, a lot of things have changed. Some draft picks have swapped hands, some quarterbacks have swapped teams, and mixed things up a little bit for the draft. So we're going to go through... <laughs> Um, in essentially the same order we did in the last mock draft, there have been a couple little tweaks um, and pick 1 through 32, uh, all the picks of the first round of the NFL draft. And we're going to get started with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock. And Aiden, you're picking for the Jags. Who are you taking at number one overall? I'm going to go chalk here uh, with Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, I, I went with Evan Neal last time. The winds have since shifted. The Jags O-line isn't absolutely terrible, and they just franchise-tagged Cam Robinson, uh, who's a good left tackle. Um, so I'm going with best available. In terms of best available for edge rushers, that's kind of a complicated question. There's Aiden Hutchinson. There's um, Thibodeau, who is kind of the odds-on favorite heading into the year. And then Trevon Walker, who has seen a, a pretty dramatic rise over the past couple months. Um Jerron Walker is especially interesting. I feel like him and Hutchinson are the ones that I really considered for this pick. His 451 40-yard dash, crazy for a guy who's 6'5", 275 pounds. And it seems like the Jags or the Jags GM has a, a serious history of picking guys more based on like talent ceiling rather than just straight-up production, which Trevon Walker would be the pick then. I'm sticking with Hutchinson, though. Absurd 14 sacks, 62 tackles last year. Um, Walker obviously was fighting for sacks and tackles with a bunch of probably more talented guys than Hutchinson was. But but still, I, Hutchinson was the heart and soul of that Michigan team. The Jags culture has got to be kind of uh, recovering after last year. Not that there was much to start with, but I feel like he'd be a good piece to build on there. Yeah. And you guys have the same name, spelled the same Exactly. Name. So. I, there is a little bit of bias here in the fact that I'd love to see another Aiden and another correctly spelled Aiden of that take the yes. top spot. He's, at, I think, the fifth or sixth Aiden taken first in the NFL draft, I believe. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Pretty cool. Hey, it's good, and you're one of them, correct? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. 2019. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next up, we have the Detroit Lions and... Jared, you're picking for them. Who are you taking? I would have picked Aiden Hutchinson, but I'm going to go with Kayvon Thibodeau here then if he's not, if Hutchinson is not available. Um, I know, Aiden, you mentioned that um, Trayvon Walker was um, competing with a lot of other D linemen, but a lot of people felt like he didn't really accomplish that much in college and he's just more of a physical specimen where 
I think Thibodeau definitely does have more on tape that looks better, that looks good. So I'm going to go there in like a defensive, we've talked about this before, that a game-changing defensive end is like maybe the second or third most important in position on the field. So I think the Lions can't really go wrong here with uh, with Kayvon Thibodeau there. I think that's a good pick as well. All right, Bart, you're up again for the Houston Texans. Who are you picking? I am not going to pick Kyle Hamilton again. I'm just honestly partly for the sake of variety, but partly because people seem like they're falling a little on Kyle Hamilton, and I'm going to echo that. I don't remember who went first last time between Evan Neal and Ekem. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but I'm going to take Evan Neal here. Uh, Offensive line is definitely one of the needs for the Texans. Evan Neal seems to be unanimously like the the you know most popular first offensive tackle off the board. He's he's really good both you know pass blocking and run blocking. He's surprisingly fluid and mobile for a guy who's 350 pounds. Although you'll recall during the offseason there were a lot of like people talking about how weirdly small he looks for being 350. So we'll see if he can add some to his frame. But I'm not too worried about that. Look at the tape. He was a beast at Alabama. I think the Texans are happy to uh, shore up their offensive line here. Yeah, I think Neil is definitely consensus uh, first off the board lineman and Texans. No, I'll help out. Uh, Aiden, your favorite team, the New York Jets, is up next, and you're on the clock for them. Who are you picking? Uh, I'm going to keep the edge rushing train going. I'm going to take the other guy I talked about at number one, Teron Walker. Uh, the Jets have solid edge rushing talent, but could definitely use more. Carl Lawson is good, ex Bengals guy who missed most of last year. We'll probably be back this year, but besides that, uh, there's not that much depth. And I feel like the Jets are have a lot of holes, so they're kind of in like a, a best available kind of situation. I am tempted by Trevon Walker's talent, I must say. And I'm hoping that the fact that, yes, his production was not anything crazy, but neither was Jordan Davis's or like a lot of the other Georgia guys. I feel like it was really a team. So it's kind of hard to tell um, like how exactly good they'll be more on their own. So I'm taking him um, with the fourth pick. <clears throat> yeah, solid. One of the I feel like the big like guys who's made like even more of a jump up in the past few weeks from like maybe like top ten, top fifteen yeah. type guy to like maybe yeah. top three since we did our yeah. last draft. Right. Yeah, which would be very interesting to like examine guys like that how they end up doing their career like later mm-hmm. on because uh, sometimes that can be an overhyped thing. But anyway, hopefully this one is yeah, not. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping not to. Because it's not like it's like the jump has been like huge, huge. It's yeah, like, okay, it's yeah, maybe yeah. like the ten or twelve pick to like the second or third pick, but. Yeah. Who knows? All right, Wyatt, uh, the other New York team, your favorite New York team, the Giants, is up next. Who are you picking for them? I feel like this is a no-brainer for me. I'm going to go with Ikim Ikuanu, the tackle out of, mm. I don't even remember, North Carolina State. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he would have been my number one pick, even if Evan Neal was on the board. I know Evan Neal is viewed as a far more polished prospect, and I agree. But the Giants, I, I believe, are going to have a change in philosophy going into this year. They're going to say the right things and tell everyone that they want to want to develop Daniel Jones as much as possible. But I think their number one priority is to see what they have in Saquon Barkley, who is up for a contract, and they spent the number two overall pick on him. Uh, the, the guys that they added in the offseason on their line are far better run blockers than they are pass blockers. So I think a big rushing attack is going to be a focus for their offense, and Iquano has chance to develop over the first year on the right side when they eventually bought him out and maybe add a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud in next year's draft. Agreed. All right, I'm up next. Uh, I have the Carolina Panthers, and it basically comes down to two things for the Panthers. Do they want a quarterback, or do they want an offensive lineman to protect who's ever at quarterback? I know there's been some talk of still Baker to the Panthers, but there's been no <laughs> official movement on that yet. 
Um, I'm tempted to pick a quarterback, um, but I just think that the quarterback class here is so weak that it's probably worth it in the long term to get an offensive lineman who will protect uh, whoever ends up being quarterback, whether it be Baker this year or a guy like why well, I mentioned, like C.J. Stroud next year. So I'm going to take Charles Cross, who is an offensive tackle uh, from Mississippi State. Um, he's a guy, too. He's really shot up the draft boards the past few weeks. Um, there's been a lot of talk about him being the most NFL-ready of anybody. He has like, the most NFL-ready body and could just slot right in. Um, he's probably the best pass protector in the class, according to a lot of what I've been reading or a lot of what I've been reading. Um, and it'll be at a huge help to whoever is quarterback. So I'll take Charles Cross at six. All right. The Giants via the Chicago Bears have the seventh pick. So that means, Wyatt, it's back to you. What a dream, dream come true. Um, ideally, the Giants would love to trade back in the situation and get ammunition for next year's draft, similar to the Eagles. So that way we can hopefully trade up. So I'm going to open the floor to trades here. But my main goal right now is probably just draft best player available and see where we're going. We still have all the quarterbacks on the, on the table. We're obviously not going to draft a quarterback, but a team might fall in love and try to jump the Seahawks right before they get a chance to do it. Any takers? Then I'm going to go with Ahmad Gardner right now. Kyle Hamilton probably is the best player on the board, but right now James Bradbury is likely slated to leave, whether they cut him or they trade like a late you know, day four pick for him. Probably find his way on the Chiefs at some point, but they're going to need to find a lockdown corner. Ahmad Gardner is extremely polished. Uh, he, you, there's questions about who he's played against, but offering zero touchdowns in the entire time that he's been there is extremely mm-hmm. impressive, and you see his footwork. He's incredibly polished. Yeah. I love a good Cincinnati <laughs> yeah. guy, and a guy whose nickname is Sauce, too. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just wins all around there. All right. Bart, you're up next. Give the Atlanta Falcons. Yep. I am, I think, happy with with how the draft is shaken out. I, a lot of people are clamoring for the Falcons to take a receiver, and that's where I'm going to go here. Uh, I think they want to they want to help replace Calvin Ridley this year, and also uh, because Matt Ryan is gone, whoever the next quarterback is going to be is going to need help anyway. So the question is, who is your top receiver on the board? For me, it's Garrett Wilson. So I'm happy to take him out of Ohio State. Uh, elite ball control skills, polished route runner. He's really good after the catch. Uh, he ran a 4.38 at at the combine, which is nuts. So he's just blazing fast. The comparison I've seen for him is Ceedee Lamb, which I think you'd have to be happy with if he produces at that level. That'd be really solid. He might end up being even better. <laughs> so the Falcons um, add yet another. It's like I can't remember the Falcons without having a really good receiver in, on their roster. So this keeps that theme going. Yeah, totally agree with Leo Jones and Calvin Ridley and everybody. It's been a good run, um, Jared. You're up next for the Seahawks, who got this pick via the Broncos in the Russ trade. So, are they going to take a quarterback here, the Seahawks, to replace Russ? Yeah, I think they're going to go quarterback here. I think it seems like Malik Willis is almost written in ink here, and I've I've seen only him or Jermaine Johnson basically in the all the uh, mock drafts. But I think you can't tell the Seattle fans that we're going to trade away Russell Wilson and run it back with Drew Locke after the season they had last year. And I think they're going to go for Malik Willis and get somebody with some athleticism. Um, and again, like a similar case where who has he played against, but I don't think that's going to be as big of a concern for them as he's going to take a year to develop anyway. And the Seahawks probably won't be that competitive next year, let's be honest. So um, if Malik Willis wasn't available, I was just going to go best available player. Like Kyle Hamilton's pretty tempting right now, but 
Um, I don't know if the Seahawks necessarily want another guy there um, with already having Jamal Adams. So I'll go Malik Willis here. Say again. And Quandre Diggs, who's a very talented safety. Well, Kyle Hamilton might be the big faller of this draft, like at this mm. point. We'll see. All right, Aiden, your Jets are back on the clock. Uh, who are you taking at 10? I'm going to end that fall now. I'm going to take Kyle Hamilton. Gonna say, Dang it. Lucas, yeah. you spoke too soon. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, it's exactly. like the team of destiny curse, he's saying. Exactly. Speaking into existence. Um, but mm-hmm. Zach Wilson somewhere is a bit pissed at my pick so far but what you're gonna do um i would have been happy with kyle Ham- like kyle hamilton i think is someone i'd consider with the top five pick so i feel like if he falls to 10 i gotta take him here as a team that no longer has jamal adams we need help in the secondary that's exactly what kyle hamilton is this was a terrible defense last year last in total defense there's not much in safety depth at the moment so yes, Hamilton has injury concerns, but he's a playmaker. He'll make things happen, and uh, I feel like I, it's hard to pass him up. Yeah, I feel like definitely like just the top line talent there. So mm-hmm. that will be good for somebody. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jared, back to you for the Washington Commanders. Jared. Yes. I'd like to trade up. Okay. Who do you? Who, wait, which I, team? The Kansas which City team? Chiefs are looking to trade <laughs> up for a wide receiver. You're, you're trying to get Chris Olave, huh? <laughs> No, I'm trying to get my hands on any wide receiver I can. Okay. <laughs> Who happens to be Chris Olave? Yeah, exactly. I will offer you pick 29, uh, pick 62, and then a 2023 20, second rounder as well for pick 11. Here's the thing, though, is I, I feel like Washington thinks with Carson Wentz that they're like going to make the play. They're going to win their division this year and make a playoff run, and I think they want like a high-impact guy here. I think they want to go wide receiver here. If Kyle, I've seen Kyle Hamilton mocked here a lot, but I think if a wide receiver is available here, one of their whoever their top guy is, they're gonna pull the trigger. Maybe even Derek Stingley. I'm gonna go way off the ball here, actually, and I'm gonna say Chris Olave. For me, he's the um, Jalen Waddle of this class, where I think he was the Jalen Waddle was the best wide receiver in that class, mm-hmm. and that Chris Olave is gonna be the best in this class. And I'm, so I'm gonna reject mm-hmm. that trade offer and go for Chris Olave here. We've seen like rookie receivers, Justin Jefferson, obviously, even CeeDee Lamb have like huge impacts in their first year. I think Washington's going to bank on that. Maybe maybe try to make it as easy as possible on Carson. What do you think, Wyatt? I think you're right that Washington might look to add a wide receiver, especially because Terry McLaurin may not play without a new contract this year anyway. Um, but as a, chief, as, a, as a Chiefs GM right now, I would wish to have Chris Olave. Yeah, I know they want that. I def I know they want that for sure. We'll see. Yeah. All right, we're going to another hometown team next. Bart, you're picking for your Vikings. Who are you taking at twelve? I am, and once again, I'm happy that a player has fallen. Last time it was Sauce, which really surprised me. This doesn't surprise me so much, but Derek Stingley is still on the board, and we're running with it. Uh, I'm gonna basically recap what I said last time. The Vikings desperately need cornerback depth. They did re-sign Patrick Peterson for another year, but he's old, and it's, again, just for one year. So regardless of what happens this season, they're going to want more help. Stingley, I mean, we all know the story of Stingley. He had, like, the best freshman season ever for a cornerback or even a defender, maybe. He hasn't been as good since then, but you're drafting him for the ceiling here. So if he hits his ceiling, he's going to be a Darrell Revis kind of throw him on the best receiver on the other team and let him lock him down kind of player. So Vikes take Stingley to, to shore up their cornerback situation. And while you're at it, Bart, you've picked 
13 and 14, but we'll start with 13. <laughs> I do. Bart, <laughs> I'd like to trade up. <laughs> Same offer, 29, 62, and a 2023 second rounder for pick 13. Okay. Because who needs holes, who has holes everywhere. I'm thrilled with that. The Texans need help everywhere, so we will happily take more, more draft capital. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> No more dropping for Jamison Williams, who's been compared to the Tyreek Hill of this draft. Absolute burner. May have been the wide receiver one if he had stayed healthy throughout the entire year. Um, you know, you, with the same way that Ohio State is being viewed as wide receiver U, I think you can make the same case for Alabama and the wide receivers they've produced. We mentioned Julio Jones, um, Calvin, Rid- Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper. Plenty of talented guys have come out of that school. And the Chiefs now fill the gap for the really cheap speedy wide receiver yeah fair enough i picked him last time for the eagles and i think he had fallen a little too far there so i think it's yeah. a good value pick there all right bart so now we're back to you with the ravens <laughs> at 14 i do uh so i think this is going to be the same pick that i had here last time that's jermaine johnson uh, I think he's the best edge left on the board. The Ravens really need an edge. They were uh, one of the worst pass rushes in the league last year. Also, the worst pass defense like by by yards allowed. So they need help getting to the quarterback. Jermaine Johnson is like an excellent. He's prototypical size, really high motor. He played really well at the Senior Bowl, which I think does count for something. So we'll take Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State here at fourteen. Good pick. All right, I'm up next with the first of the Eagles two picks. I'm at 15. Um, and the Eagles need a lot of help, kind of like the Vikings with quarterback cornerback depth. Um, Darius Slay is a great corner, but they need somebody to pair with him. And I'm going to go with Andrew Booth, cornerback uh, from Clemson. Um, pairs nicely with Slay. Um, he's really good instincts and athleticism. Um, really good in physical and can hit in the run game. And I think he'd be a great addition to a solid Eagles defense and plug up a nice hole there. So I'm going to Andrew Booth. All right, next up is also me, and I have the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Uh, there's a possibility to go quarterback here, but I think um, they've in Jameis and uh, Taysom Hill. They'll probably stick with that for at least another year or so. Comes down to a few things. Could go for an edge here, um, for an offensive tackle. But I think I'm going to go edge here, and I'm going to go... Uh, Boye Mafe, who's an edge mm. from Minnesota. Really Over Carlastis. Interesting. Yeah, Boye Mafe lit up the combine. Um, proved himself to be one of the most defensive or one of the most athletic edges <clears> there. Um, he needs some time to improve in the rush, um, but he's an excellent, excellent pass rusher already. Um, and. I think uh, he'll fit in really nicely in uh, New Orleans, and he's a great upside. So I'll take him right there hmm. at 16 for the Saints. All right, Wyatt, Chargers, 17. Who are you going for? This is a no-brainer. I think this is the obvious pick that they, everybody has done for the Chargers. After adding Khalil Mack to pair with Joey Bosa, they have an elite run def- or a pass defense, um, great pass rushing attack. And I would take Jordan Davis who has question marks as far as how he is as a pass rusher, but he's graded 89.2 against the run and a team that ranked 30th against the run last year, uh, letting up 139 yards per game. Could absolutely use a run stopper in the defense, especially with Brandon Staley, mm-hmm. who needs to have an elite run stopper in order to 
fully maximize the rest of the stars on that team, like Derwin James and Asante Samuel. Take the pressure, he can two gap, play a really good, you know, zero tech or three tech. So Jordan Davis is the obvious pick for me. Yeah, totally. I've seen that mocked a ton of times as well. Um, up next, Jared, you've stolen one of my Eagles picks this time. So. I have. Um, Who are you taking at 18? So last time it, looked, it looks like it was Derek Stingley Jr. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Drake London here. He He's really high on a lot of draft boards, and he's coming off an injury, so maybe that's why he's going to slip a little bit. But he's a pretty talented wide receiver, just didn't really have a very good quarterback at USC, but still put up really good numbers. And the Eagles kind of need to redeem themselves from the atrocious Jalen Rieger pick from a couple drafts ago. Um, so I think this will they, – they do. I mean, this. I think this will um, kind of give Jalen Hurts a, a little bit more firepower as well, see what they have there, and then they can evaluate the quarterback position for next year's draft if they need to. So I think Drake London there. Yeah. All right. And I have two Saints picks um, mm. this time. Um, I went edge with the first pick, so I'll, I think, reel back a little bit from that there. And I'll go um, with a tackle pick, and I'm going to pick Bernard Raymond, who is a tackle um, mm. from Central Michigan. Um, has really uh, impressed uh, physically overall, super high upside, and, you know, plugs a good gap on the Saints. So I'm going to take Raymond here. <laughs> All right. Up next, we have... Steelers, Baden. I was not totally sold on picking quarterback here, but since it seems like pretty much all of them are available, I'm going to go QB. I'm going to take Kenny Pickett. He's going to stay in Pittsburgh. You know, he's ready to go. He's got five years of experience, four years starting at Pitt. This is a solid Steelers team that, you know, potentially could still contend for a division title. So I think it's worth it for them to take an NFL-ready guy, which I think Kenny Pickett is probably the most NFL-ready QB in this draft, even if Malik Willis um, has the higher ceiling at the moment. And kind of lost in all the, like, you know, small hands gate with uh, Kenny Pickett <laughs> is that he's, he has a, like, physically, he is really good. He's pretty athletic. He ran, like, a 4.7 at the combine. He has a great, great arm. His accuracy is kind of inconsistent at times, uh, but that's something that hopefully he can develop. So I think it's worth it. Here, it's not worth it for the Steelers to trade up for QB in this draft, but if Kenny Pickett falls here, I'm willing to take the chance. Yeah. I don't know. He's a winner, I feel like, in some <laughs> ways. So I feel like he'll, and him being in, staying in Pittsburgh, I feel like it's like a good match. He's home. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Bart, uh, you have the Patriots. They're next, who are you taking? I do. I get to take the player I wanted to take last time, but he was taken before I could, and that's Devin Lloyd, the best linebacker in this class out of Utah. Uh, the Pats can just really use a, a versatile linebacker, and that's exactly what Lloyd is. He can basically do anything. He can drop back in coverage for you. You can rush the passer. He's good against the run. Uh, he's another example of one of those players here in a 466, which, which people said are slow. I'm not really worried about it. Look at the tape. He's fine. He's, uh, yeah, I think he's just clearly the best linebacker in this class, and I'm happy that he fell to 21 so the Pats can lock him up, shore up that defense. Good pick. All right, Bart. Oh, no, sorry, Bart. You're the last one. Wyatt, you're up with the Packers next. No brainer. Traylon Burks, who may have been the wide receiver one on some people's boards, fell a lot, obviously, in this draft, but on a lot of people's boards, as far as going from one to like four or five. He had a very unimpressive combine, did not flash with speed. Everybody thought he was going to be this major separator because he was a big body speed guy. 
Um, I still think that speed is is not everything, especially because Devontae Adams, who is not the fastest guy, they drafted and he became the best wide receiver in the NFL. Traylon Burks may have a similar upside, but I mean, as far as like a big body guy, he's as good as you get when you look at you know what else the Packers have added so far, which is pretty much Sammy Watkins. Yeah. I'm up next. I'm picking for the Cardinals. I'm going to pick a guy I took at, I think, six in the last uh, mock draft. (laughs) So another big follower here. Um, That's Tyler Linderbaum, uh, who is a center from uh, Iowa. Um, Overall, really, really athletic. A a former wrestler, um, which apparently translates nicely to his game. I've read some scouting reports. But he's a really great run blocker. Um, comparisons are Jason Kelsey, so if he has a career or anything like that, um, for the Eagles, I think it'll be, you know, um, pretty impressive. Um, and he, I like guys that succeed in college a lot, and he was a two-time All-American on Iowa, um, and they're like grit and grind offense. So I'm going to take Linderbaum here at 23. And he's versatile. If he doesn't pay down center, he can play guard. Exactly. All right, next up, we have Jared for your Dallas Cowboys. They are destined to take an offensive lineman here. Last time I actually had uh, Bernard Raymond, but he's been taken already. Am I crazy? Is Charles Cross still available? He is. No, no sorry, is he? he's not. No, I, no, I, okay. I, I, took, I took him. I, took him long, I, I thought you Cool. Said Trevor Penning is still available, though. Is that correct? That's what yes. I thought you were talking about. Trevor Penning <laughs> is who I'm taking here for sure. I think I feel like he was taken much higher in the last draft. I don't. That might not be true, but okay, cool. He's he seems to be. You know, just everything you want in an offensive lineman, and that's what the Dallas Cowboys need. He, I think he was a tackle, but and they want to put him at left guard probably if they're going to get him. But um, I think they can, they'll make that transition there. Um, so I'm going to go Trevor Penny. All right, and you're next up. You have another one of the New York teams, and you're picking for the Buffalo Bills. So who are you taking at 25? I was originally thinking receiver here, but I feel like most of the guys I like are off the board. So I'm going to go with secondary, which is a bit thin for the Bills with Trent McDuffie currently pick. Um, best on the board. He's, you know, he lined up typically on the outside in college, but he can really play anywhere. He's super athletic. Um, I feel like he'll fit in well to this Bills defense. Yeah, agreed. All right, Jared, you have the Titans. Who are you picking at 26? I'm going George Karloftis here, physical mm-hmm. specimen um, out of Purdue. He he's on like a on PFF's big board for example he's he's the tenth best prospect he's pretty high up on a lot of these prospects he'll probably won't drop this far but if he is available I'm definitely going there for the Titans last time it was David Ojabo for me so Ojabu but yeah so this time I'm going Carl Aftis great pick yep good pick yeah. All right, I'm up next with the Bucks, and a lot has changed for the Bucks since we last did this. Um, and that Tom Brady <laughs> has returned, uh, quarterback again, so it needs somebody to protect him. Um, and I'm going to go with Kenyon Green, who is a guard from Texas A&M. Um, like I said, with Brady back, they need to really shore up the offensive line, and Green can do that, especially because they lost um, Alex Kappa and Ali Marpet um, in the off season. He's got really long arms, super powerful, great size, um, really good overall pass blocker who can help Brady. So I'm going to take Kenyon Green at 27. All right, next up, we have Wyatt picking for the Packers again. Uh, no-brainer. We lost uh, Zaire Smith uh, for the as a linebacker slash edge rusher for the Packers. So I'm going to go with N'Kobe Dean, who I think is another versatile do-it-all type linebacker. 
Um, incredibly talented. He's actually my linebacker one. I know Devin Lloyd went earlier at pick 21. But I could see N'Kobe Dean as far as being a leader of that defense, um, you know, the, the headset type guy. I understand that he's viewed as a little bit small, but I think his production and his leadership kind of shows for itself. Yeah, agreed. All right, as a result of a trade, Bart, you're the 29th <laughs> overall pick with the Houston Texans. Yeah, so I think, am I am I correct in saying Devontae Wyatt is still on the board? Yep. Yeah. Yes. He is on the board. Yeah. So I think I think the Texans are happy to take Wyatt. I've seen him going a, a lot higher in, in a few drafts. I mean, they need help everywhere, but defensive line is definitely one thing that they need help on. I like. I I think people would have liked to see Ojabo taken sooner, but that Achilles injury is is really a red flag. I think so. I'm gonna leave him be. Take Devonte Wyatt, who is like he's got the potential to be <sighs> the best three tech out of this draft. He is already 24. He will be 24 at the time of the draft, but you know. I don't think the Texans can afford to care. Yeah, fair enough. All right, Wyatt, you have the Chiefs pick at 30. I'm just going to take the best cornerback on the board right now, which is Kyra Alam from Florida. I love Florida DBs personally. I think that a lot of these Florida players are sneaky uh, talented. And I the Chiefs secondary was so bad last year. I was irate when I was watching the games, and I think it only makes sense to share them up, especially we share up all their holes by adding Jamison William earlier in the draft, so Lamb makes the most amount of sense. I was tempted for a Jabu, but um, I think Melvin Ingram might come back and they have a chance to maybe possibly add Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Aiden, the runners-up this year, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, who are you taking for them at 31? Yeah, the Bengals' needs are pretty clear. So I think Zion Johnson is who I'm going to go with, uh, offensive lineman out of BC. He was like, he can play pretty much anywhere on the line. He's played tackle, he's played guard, he's even played center before in the senior bowl. He played center and was, and was pretty good. Uh, so I feel like that, that works well for the Bengals, especially if injuries pop up and whatnot, that he can just go in anywhere that they have holes since they have plenty of them on the O line at the moment. <laughs> And with the last pick in the draft, we have Jared picking for the Detroit Lions, who are not there because they won the Super Bowl, um, but instead got the pick through the Rams. So who are you taking uh, at 32, Jared? Goodness. I actually don't know. All my all of mine have been taken, so I'm scrambling a little bit right now. Um, <laughs> why it's helping me out here. Oh, I might go, really I like Dax Hill. I was gonna say that too. I was gonna go Dax and Hill there. Yeah. I, at this point, like the Lions are in a similar case as the Texans, where you kind of need everything. Um, they do have Okuda already, but that's I'll probably go Dax and Hill here. I would have went Devonte Wyatt, and that's who I went with last time, but he got mm. snatched up. And then as, as well, then I would have went Lineman, <laughs> who also just got snatched up with uh, Zion. So yeah, Dax and Hill there. All right, and that concludes um, our first round draft. I'll run through the picks quickly. Um, we had the Jacks taking Aiden Hutchinson, the Lions taking Kayvon Thibodeau, the Texans picking Evan Neal, Jets, Trayvon Walker, the Giants taking Ikem Ikwanu, the Panthers taking Charles Cross, the Giants taking Sauce Gardner, the Falcons, Garrett Wilson, the Seahawks, Malik Wallace, the Jets, Kyle Hamilton, the Commanders, Chris Olave, the Vikings, Derek Stingley Jr., the Chiefs in a trade taking Jameson Williams, uh, the Ravens taking Jermaine Johnson, the Eagles uh, taking Andrew Booth. At 16, the Saints took Boye Maffei, 
Um, at 17, the Chargers took Jordan Davis. 18, the Eagles got Drake London. 19, the Saints got Bernard Raymond. Uh, the Steelers got Kenny Pickett at 20. The Patriots got Devin Lloyd at 21. And the Packers picked Traylon Burks. The Cardinals picked Tyler Linderbaum. The Cowboys picked Trevor Penning. Bills, Trent McDuffie. Titans, George Karloftis. Bucks, Kenyon Green. Packers, uh, Nicobe Dean. Texans, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, Chiefs, Kair Elam. Bengals, Zion Johnson. And finally, the Lions taking Daxton Hill. And that wraps up our first round draft. And that also wraps up our episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. Rate us a five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram for more engagement at lunchpailguys underscore. We appreciate you listening and hope you join us for the rest of our episodes this week.